podcast to add to your rotation, look no further. While usually a nerd-centric pop culture podcast, Geeks United with Alan Bob are both thrilled and chilled to announce their newest series, The Frightening 50. In bite-sized episodes, they go over the creepiest, weirdest, and most paranormal urban legends, folklore, and ghost stories in all of the 50 states. Spooky! Plus, check out all their other podcasts in the Geeks United universe. Just search for Geeks United with Alan Bob on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and more. Enjoy! Hi! What up? Hi, my angels. (laughs) What was that pause? Uh, You know? I don't know. I don't know. know. It's Monday. I'm waking up. I'm surviving. Good morning. Mercury is in retrograde. It is. Uh, There's a storm of ruin outside. There is. Uh, You know... I've got a tension headache. I'm getting married in like 97 days. I got ooh, shit ooh. to plan. Crazy stuff. It's wild. It's wild. It's wild out here. That's wild. what that's what the people say. And we're back. And we're the Golden Goals. Alyssa, Kylie, Emily. It's time to get spooky. Ooh. You guys. What? Something spooky. Something exciting. New patron. Yes. Oh Lara. 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 What's up? We love you. She's got her name tattooed on, on Emily's forehead. forehead. Right on my forehead. You got it, girl. It's re- You wanted it, and it's yours. And it's yours. Reserved, and she got it. Mm-hmm. Um, Put it on there in those nice, like, what are the letters? What are those letters? Uh, you want, like, old English? Do you mm-hmm. want, like, I think bubble you, letters? I think you should do bubble comic sans. Ooh. Totally. That's, That's gorgeous. It's it. classic. With a little balloon at the end. <laughs> If you want to get your name tattooed on Emily's body, you can go Do to <laughs> patreon.com slash the golden goals. You know, I told my family I would never stop my body. And now she is. But now I, they she always is. knew it was coming. Inch by inch. They always knew. While you're at it, email us your stories. There's a submission form on the website, thegoldengoalspodcast at gmail.com. Or you can email us, thegoldengoalspodcast. Did I just say the golden goals podcast at gmail.com is our website? I think you did. I think you did. Because I heard the at sign twice. You know what? Uh, our website is just thegoldengools.com. It's pretty easy to find. Yeah. The Golden Ghouls podcast. D- yeah. Dot com. Just yeah. go to Ask Jeeves. Ask him. I search us a lot in the Google. So maybe yeah. that's why it's easy for me to find. Yeah. We have also an exciting episode. Oh. Oh, yeah. did, did you have something exciting? No, I'm ready for it, dude. Oh, because yeah. Because I love this, too. Well, this topic was suggested by a patron and honestly let's be real a friend jeffrey jeffrey uh, we love him love jeffrey him. we're wearing our six shoes that sick. jeffrey sent us like what like uh, it's like you knew i needed a new pair of I sneaks ne- but i never <laughs> thought i could be so fly i we're the luckiest people alive i know I that know. everyone's like we have the best listeners but i'm like but really do you i mean truth you may but so do we. But let me tell you about so Jeffrey. We. Yeah. <laughs> let us tell you. Let us tell you. No, but, but for honestly, real, everyone. Honestly, they're all so amazing. So sweet. That's that's the part that kills me. We're right. hashtag blessed, as we the kids are. say. We will never not be thankful. Never not thankful. Hashtag never not Truly. thankful. That's a new uh that's a, a new, new thing. Never not thankful. Never if you want to see our new kicks, like go check out our Instagram, right? It, it's gonna be there. It's gonna be there. I'm gonna say to well, by the time this episode airs, it'll already be on there. Right. Um, yeah, so St. Louis, right? St. Louis, Missouri. Woohoo. Dude, I'm so excited about this one. Cause can I tell you what? Tell us I've what never, I've never been. To Missouri. Well, I've been to Missouri, Springfield, Missouri. Springfield. Oh, yes. Went there one time to buy a bridesmaid's dress. That's one does. Um, But I never went to St. Louis, but I love St. Louis because the movie Meet Me in St. Louis. Oh, yeah. You guys see it with the Judy Garland? A class. I actually have. We love a Judy. It's so good. Christmas time comes around. Everybody should watch it. You know that, that song for Christmas that Judy sings? It's actually written for the movie. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Gorgeous. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. May your heart be loud. This is an acapella podcast now. Yeah. Welcome. And and we're the acapellas. 
I don't Alyssa. Know. Kylie. Kylie. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's let's get the show on the road, shall let's we? Let's roll it. Because we love this town. We love it and we like it. We do. And I honestly, we need to go there. There's just too many haunts. I'm excited. I'm ready. Who's going to do it? I can kick it off. Kick it off. Go, I'll kick it off with a short one because I've got a long one later. Okay, that's what I'll do too. So this is... Kill me if I'm wrong. <laughs> this is the Lehman House. L-E-H-M-A-N-N. Okay. Lehman. 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 L-E-H-M-A-N. N. Double N. That changes it. Lehman. L-E-H-M-E-N. A-N. You know I'm not even Okay. Trying. Anyway. It's a house. Their last name is part of it. So, <laughs> it was a private home for a family when it was first built back in 1893. So, this is an old-ass house I'm love about to it, tell you all about. Love it. So, the most famous owners of the home were Frederick Lehman and his wife, Nora, both of whom I don't fucking know. So, why were they so famous? Right. I don't know. But they were famous. I could Google them, but... Whom started they? They, they, they were famous. They were the most famous owners. They were the of most. The like that's we have why the best listeners. Oh, they were the most famous. They're probably like yeah. socialized at the turn of the century. Yeah, yeah I'm sure because this is their house. This is like a, a big ass right. house. So they lived there for many many years before Frederick himself passed away. So after that, numerous people owned the mansion before it was left in a state of disrepair. That mm. always breaks my heart when it happens to these gorgeous old homes. It's like, why? I, I want to save them all. Does anyone follow um, cheap old houses on Instagram? Uh, no, I, I follow cheap old trucks. Oh, <laughs> cheap old houses is amazing because it's all great. these gorgeous old homes that, that are now. like super inexpensive, and I want to buy them all and fix them up. Oh my gosh, yes. I'm following them right now because yes. this sounds amazing. But anyway, it's one of my obsessions. So anyway. House goes into disrepair. Sad, sad, sad. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, though, it was purchased and renovated. It's a 10,000 square foot home, y'all. But this, whoever renovated it, brought it back to its original glory. Today, it's a popular bed and breakfast, and it's considered one of the most haunted hotels in St. Louis. Mm -hmm. So, I'm about to tell you about that shit. So, one of the most common claims made is that the original owner, Edward S. Rouse, haunts the home. Many claim that they've actually seen his ghost, his full-bodied apparition, and felt him in his former bedroom. So they just feel a presence mm-hmm. there. They're like, it's gotta be old Eddie. Right? It's gotta be old Ed. Edward. Edward. That's what he liked to be called. Probably. Yeah. Other guests... St. Louis, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Other guests of the home have caught recordings of a woman's voice over EVP multiple times. Whom is she? I don't know. Maybe she's Nora. Maybe she's some other lady. I don't know. In some clips, they say that the woman appears to sound shocked, while in others, she's sort of whispering. Speak up. Speak up, honey. (laughs) Listen, sweaty. (laughs) But even without a recorder, people staying there have reported that they hear voices of people talking when no one is speaking, or there's no one else present in the area. Hmm. I don't know. All right. There are also claims that people have spotted shadow figures around the home and the property, so outdoors as well. We know about shadow figures. It's not good. No. Listen. It's never good. It's not good. It's never good. It's not a good look. There are also unexplained banging sounds that are heard and reported by guests regularly. Mm. Banging sounds. Construction? A bing bang. Mm -mm. And a boom bong. No, okay. It's true. That's what it sounded like. A boom bong. Framing? Framing. Yeah, they're reframing some things, some windows, (laughs) making it nice. Mm -hmm. It could be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's not uncommon to hear weird sounds, and people often feel just unsettled when they're there. They awaken during the night, feeling like they're being watched. So my question is, when are we going? Uh, Tomorrow. Yeah, I'm down. Free. Okay. I'm... Well, I need to be back by like seven. Seven p.m. tomorrow. I'm free after you have five. Have a hot day. Then I need to be back by seven. <laughs> okay, we'll make it in that two-hour yeah, window. Absolutely, Tons. we can do anything we set our minds to. It's true. We're the ghouls. Yes, that's true. Alyssa, <laughs> <laughs> Emily. Okay. You oh, want she me to is go? still herself. Yes, go oh for it. Oh my gosh, I have a home 
I have a home. Oh, we love a home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you have a home. I have a home. Uh, the Campbell House. Have you ever heard of it? No. I, I had never. I heard of it only today. Only today. <laughs> when but I was you know, researching, you I know, saw. It caught, it caught my fancy. It's got, from the photos I saw, it looked gorgeous. It looks gorgeous. It's, it's right up set, your alley. It's right up my alley. It said it was popular during the Victorian that's era. Your, your, like it was a hot spot for your dinner error. parties. That's your shit. That's my shit. I just said error instead of era. Oh, it's your error. Oh. <laughs> Honey. <laughs> it's not my error, girl. It's, it's my, my error. error. It's, my, it's your aura. <laughs> it's my aura. It's my spirit animal. <laughs> that's your error. Anyways, the Campbell House, beauty, built in 1851. Mm. It was occupied by the Campbell family until 1938 when um, they all died. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. But, it's okay. You know? Um, yeah, so like I said, it was a Victorian era mansion. Gorge. Beautiful. It was built by Robert Campbell, the successful businessman, and it was located on Locust Place. I don't know. I think it was like a prominent part of town. Mm. Probably. It was probably where Mimi and St. Louis's family lived. Mm. You know, I saw all the carriages. They like, there's a lot of nice homes. When you're right, you're all right. All the families went to dinner parties. Like, this is what they did. There must have been a lot of fancy people in St. Louis. So many fancy people. And like, the World's place. Fair came there in 1904. It was heavily influenced by the arts. You know, lots of theaters, lots of galleries, so lots of dancing. It's just the people. It's hip hop. It's hip hop. It's hip hop. It's hip hop. Bebop. Hip and happening, hopping. Yes, dude. Totally. That's what <laughs> um. It was even so popular, this home and their dinner parties, that President Grant was there one time. Shit. Henry Shaw, General Shit. William Sherman. <gasps> I mean, William Sherman? Yeah. Bill. Hot spot. Bill. Um, <laughs> wife, the, oh, this is an interesting little tidbit. 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 Robert bit bit. met his wife at a very, very young age. She was at a very young age. Oh, oh God. He was 28. She was 13. Ew, dude. Ugh. Come but on. I'm telling ya. I feel I'm sick. I'm telling ya. <laughs> Doesn't end well. They both died. That's what happens. Well, most, <laughs> most people do. <laughs> no, they worked out. Everything went well. But they did die. And the house was left to their sons, who never married. Oh. And once the last one passed away, it was turned into a museum. Okay. Um, and it, it it's respect, right? Because it was beautiful, and so yeah. they're like, let's keep it as like a Victorian homage, you know, like like this yeah. is what it was. Let's make it nice then, for know? the people, right? Um, but it's haunted now. Well, what that's what happens when you got a house from what was it, eighteen forty one, fifty one? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's like footsteps galore. People can always hear people, like, walking above when there should not should be, be no one up there. Exactly. It's a museum. People know where their guests are when they're there mm-hmm. and when they're not. So yeah. it's like, hello? Hello? Yeah. Excuse me? Yeah. Hello? No one there. Right. Rude. There's a lady in the window, guys. And apparently there was a, um, a security guard was locking up the, the house and came outside and said, and he looked up and he said, hey, what about that woman in the window with her hair up? And, it's, it, and it was a style which I would call the Victorian. The Victorian. Mm-hmm. A classic that Emily does from I time like to time. I rock, yeah. She was wearing this. Wow. Yeah. In the window. Then they were like, who? <gasps> oh. Women, nobody God. there. Whom's is she? Yeah. And then, then there's also nudging. Some mm. nudging. Like, get, like, get down the stairs, you know? But, like, it's never, it's never, like, like, the one lady felt like she was being guided into a room. Like, somebody's hand was just mm. hiding, guide, like, oh, like, welcome to my party. Come this I way, don't like know? to be touched by ghosts. Okay, maybe not. She felt okay. Okay. But it was a little bit of a nudge. And, yeah. like, watch out. But she didn't feel threatened. No, 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 no. Okay. They're nice. I think they're nice in there. Ghost hunters have caught, um, orbs. Mm. We've caught some of those. They've even heard disembodied cries and whimpers. Oh. Like, catch that on the, you know, the recorders. Mm-hmm. 
But the oddest of them all, you guys, for the last four years, at the footsteps of the home, there will be a half dollar just sitting there. And like a half dollar coin or yes, like, like half a of Kennedy a dollar bill? Dollar. Okay. Just, just like a 50 cent. Just a half of a dollar bill. <laughs> you never know. You don't know. <laughs> you know? And it's just sitting there and sometimes there'll be a penny. In what year was this place mm. built in, you guys? 1851. 51. What could that mean? So there's know. a whole bowl located in the museum with all these coins. Wow. Kind of left out, yeah. Stop it. Mm-hmm. Who's I doing can't. it, Robert? Which ghost, Victoria? Which ghost collected all these coins, you know? I mean, not Victoria, Virginia, sorry. They must have... Um, Disrespect on my part. Must have been a hobby of theirs. Coin Maybe. collector, yeah. But yeah, the Campbell House Ma- Museum. Well, we should go there. We will. Because, I mean, for if anything, we could just, let's all dress up. I'm down. In like the Victorian look? Exactly. Like okay. we're going to a party. Mm-hmm. I'll stand in the window. Mm-hmm. Spook some people out a little bit. Perfect. I can help. Maybe we'll all encounter a visitor because mm-hmm. we look like them. Yeah. Yep. You know, you've got to dress up. You've I'm got gone. to. Right. And do the return. Do what they know. Dress up to get you know, what you when want. You're talking to them. <laughs> Wise words. It's like know who you're talking to. Yeah. You know. Yes. Come I do. In. Don't stick right. out. Yes. <laughs> they always tell you the opposite, but do don't, that. You know. Right. Oh, I love you it. Get results. <laughs> fit in. <laughs> Listen to our next podcast. How to fit in. We'll tell you all about well, it. Well, we don't fucking know. <laughs> we have yeah, no we, idea. <laughs> radio silence. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'm the kid who in first grade told everyone my dad was a warlock. What? So, <laughs> early in second grade, I said Alex Mack was my cousin. People were like, what's a warlock? Ow. I was what like, did I, do? I gotta it's stop a man witch. Charmed. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I got something for you. Something spooky. Union, Missouri, Haunted House. Ooh. Union. Union. Not the union. I, yes, the union. Yes, the union. This, you'll, the, as I tell the story, you may, you may have heard this before. It's, it was on, um, the Discovery Channel, uh, what show was it? Uh, A Haunting. This, this place is... A Haunting. You're gonna be spooked. A Haunting like, is the reenactment one, right? Yes. Oh, I can't. I know, she I know, like I know. That. But listen to this, okay? I'm listening. I'm listening. Alleged true story. So, there's a, <laughs> a legend trip. <laughs> there's a little house on Christina Ave in <gasps> Union, which is said to be one of the most haunted houses, as I mentioned. Mm. It's said that a man, a woman, a boy, a girl, and at least one demon no. <laughs> are haunting the property. They're inside there with a demon? I mean, they're all Are they all demonic? Ghosts. They're all no. in this together. Oh, that's sweet. So the house was built on some land that was donated to the people of Union in the early 1900s. And it's close to a nursing home, which once served as a Civil War um, infirmary back in the day. Back in the day. And the residents of Poor Farm, they were buried in unmarked graves on the surrounding land, which is kind of spooky. And it's believed that the house is built on this unmarked burial ground. Which would possibly That's explain what I'm about to go mm-hmm. into. Mm. So. It's called a Union House? Y- yeah, Union, Missouri House. Okay. Union House. Mm-hmm. What, whatever. All whatever right. you want to call it. But yeah, that's the general name. All right. So in 2001. Okay, that's recent. Stephen Lachance. Sorry if I'm not saying your last name correct, Stephen. At the time. Lachance? La. La. <laughs> what, what chance? What chance? La chance. He, right now, is a renowned horror writer because Ooh. of this, because of what happened to him. Oh, but at hot. the time, I know, it's hot. Sexy. At the time, in 2001, <laughs> he was just a trainer for some business. Not hot. Not hot. No, not oh, hot. So he and his three children, but he's, so his wife and the kid's mom just Ooh. up and left them one day. So, he was like, shit, okay. Uh, In 2001? I don't really know when no. she left, but around that time. So, mm-hmm. then he was like, all right, I need to, Get I need to figure mind this out. Off, you know? Yeah. Right. So, 
Stephen took his two sons and daughter to the town of Union, which is like 50 miles south of St. Louis, but it's still considered like, you know, part oh, of St. Louis. A burb. Yes. That's why it's called Union Missouri House. Yes, because it's in Union. Ah. <laughs> but a bang. But that's like, I mean, honestly, I'm from Dallas, Fort Worth. Fucking everything is mm. Dallas, Fort Worth. You know, people right. are like, I'm from Plano. I'm mm-hmm. from here. And everyone's like, like it's Dallas, Fort Worth. Same thing with like Austin. Yeah. People, you know? It's like, you live in Cedar Park. You don't live in Austin, <laughs> but you say it. So I have the actual account from Stephen of what happened. You want me to read it to you? Yes. yes. All right. <clears throat> it was May 2001. I needed desperately to find a place for myself and three children to live in Union, Missouri. Our lease was up at the apartment where we have lived for two years. I was a single father, and I was about to find myself and my children homeless. Like many, I had answered just about every ad in the newspaper for rentals. One evening, I received a call from this woman telling me about this house. She said it was a rather large, old house that was in very good shape. She invited me to an open house, which was to be held that coming Sunday. Sunday rolled around. You can't imagine the surprise when my daughter and I rolled up in front of this large, old, white house. We walked in. The smell of cookies baking hit us immediately upon entering through the front door, which is a realtor trick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what kind of cookies, though? I'm hoping chocolate chip. Mm. Better be. We're going to have to ask him. To our surprise, we were standing in a living room with cherubs surrounding the top of the walls all the way around the room. All of the original woodwork was intact, and a large wooden pole ran to the ceiling, creating a divider which separated the living room from the family room. The house had two floors with three bedrooms and a large family kitchen with a mudroom that led to the back door. The upstairs bedrooms had a breezeway that could be accessed from all rooms. The basement had an old butcher's shower and a fruit cellar. It was more house than we ever imagined for the price and immediately made up our minds that we had to have it. Anyone who has lived in an apartment for two years with three children would understand our desperation. We had to have this house. I I want the house, right? I don't know. I want a med room. (laughs) I want a fruit cellar. Fruit fridge, what they call it. Yeah, fruit cellar. Butcher's shower. I want a butcher's shower. I don't even know what that is. I don't know. Is that where you rinse off because you're the butcher? That's is that what where I you pictured in your, my head. When, rinse the, the meat. That's why you rinse the meat. That's why you rinse the meat. I think meat. there's a scene, a few scenes in, in Dexter. In, show Dexter. Oh, God, Michael C. Hall. Yeah. All right. I handed my application to the landlady. You understand the responsibility that comes with living in an old house such as this, she asked. Oh, yes, I understand. It's beautiful. I quickly replied, not really understanding to what I was agreeing to. Well, then I will get back to you. She quickly retorted and was off to peddle her wares to another of the visiting house hunters. She was a strange old lady, and the way she showed the house wasn't in a real estate-type manner. She showed the house as if she were showing a museum. We felt like we were on one of the house tours often given each year for charity. A week went by before the phone rang one evening. It was the strange landlady, overly excited to tell me that she had selected me, my daughter, and two sons to live in the old house. I was to meet her the following day at a restaurant to settle all of the paperwork and payment. I thought this was a little strange, and I was a little disappointed because I couldn't wait to see the house that would now become our home. The papers were signed on the following day. That weekend was Memorial Weekend, and we were all set to move in. It seemed like years before Friday came that week, but we were finally there, moving day. The move was a normal one, and before we knew it, all of our belongings were hidden safely inside the old white house. I was removing the last few items from the moving truck when a car slowed down, almost stopping in front of our new home. From the window of the slow-moving car, the passenger said, Hope you get along okay here, and then sped up and drove away. What do you think of that, Dad? My puzzled daughter asked. Friendly neighbors, I suppose, I replied. The first night in the house went by without fanfare, maybe because we were all so tired from the move, or perhaps because the house wanted to draw us in a little closer before beginning its series of attacks and assaults upon me and my family. The next morning started like most any other day, except I did notice one strange thing about the house. Each of the house's interior doors had an old-fashioned hook and eye latch, but not in the inside of each room of each room's doors to keep someone out. The latches were on the outside of the room doors, as if to keep something in. What is it, Dad? My youngest son asked from behind. Oh, nothing, I replied. The first incident happened in the living room when I was hanging a large picture of two angels. (laughs) As one does. (laughs) My daughter thought that this would complement the cherubs that surrounded the room. 
I hung the picture and turned to walk away. Crash! I turned to see that the picture had fallen on the floor. Rehanging the picture once again, I turned away. Crash. The picture was once again on the floor. Hanging it for the third time, when I started walking away, I felt a rush of air and something hit the back of my ankles. I turned around to see the picture lying at my feet. I hung the picture again and stated loudly, Stay there, damn it. I had to laugh because I was alone. But who did I think I was talking to? <laughs> Dad, come and see this. My daughter's voice rang through the front door. I stepped out onto the porch. Sit down and watch this, she said excitedly. Watch what? I replied. No sooner were the words out of my mouth when my daughter pointed to an old man walking down the sidewalk towards our house. However, when he reached our property line, he quickly crossed the street and continued his walk on the opposite sidewalk. They don't like walking in front of our house, Dad. Isn't that weird? I sat on the porch for a good three hours watching our neighbors cross the street the exact same way. <laughs> Maybe they're uncomfortable with new neighbors, I rationalized, trying to make sense out of the senseless situation. On Sunday, the kids came home from church, excited because we had set aside the whole day to work in our yard. This is a big deal because the only outside area of our apartment provided was a front balcony. A few moments passed when I heard my son screaming from inside the house. Running frantically into the kitchen, I found him standing in the kitchen shaking in the middle of a puddle of urine. What's wrong? What happened? Looking at me with scared eyes of a child, he said, something chased me up the basement steps. What chased you, I asked, already thinking the overactive imagination of a little boy was at play here. I don't know, Daddy, but it was big. <laughs> me and my other two children checked the basement, but found nothing except for a garden hose. Spooky. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the next day, the kids went to school, and all of the lights were on in the house. Uh, and he was like, blame, he blamed the kids for leaving the lights on in the morning. I'll just read it from his voice from here. On Friday, my daughter and I sent the boys to the car while we toured the house, making sure that every light was off. That night, we returned home to find every light on again. When I walked into the house, I was a little shaken. My daughter noticed that it was very cold, which was strange because sweat was pouring down my back and across my forehead. However, when I stepped into the living room, the temperature dropped a good 30 degrees. That was the first time I felt its presence. I can't describe it any better than it felt like an electrical current running through my body, bringing tears to my eyes and bumps to my eyes. Uh, arms. <laughs> his arse. His bumps to his arse. Oh! What the brought, hell was that? Brought bumps to my arse. Bumps to my arse. Bumps to my arse. Bumps to my arse. So then later that night, he saw a dark figure of a man standing in the kitchen doorway. And he felt the cold spot again. The rush of coldness again. And that kept happening. And the kids kept having encounters. I could... We can link them to the rest of the story. We can link the listeners to the rest of the story. It gets really long. But basically... Oh God, how long did he live there for? Um, not long. But it's just... it go, It gets pretty detailed. Hmm. They heard a bunch of screams in the house, multiple screams, and loud, like, booms to the point where they all... Booms. They Boom, all, booms and bongs. Booms Boom. and bings and bongs. Bong. <laughs> exactly. And apparently the Roman Catholic Church, they went to the house to do... Like a cleansing. Yeah, a cleansing. They said it was, like... The weirdest experience that they've had. Like, there was a lot of activity, and I think what they said was, like, pushback. <laughs> like, the spirits didn't yeah. want to leave. Or Which whatever is, is there scary. didn't want to leave. Did you say that it's a historical t- home that they used to give tours in? Are they still No, she's, oh. he was saying that's, like, what it felt like. Yeah. Oh, okay. That, rather than it being, like, a realtor showing of a house, it uh-huh. felt like it, it was, It felt like, like, okay, okay. So the, uh, the Catholic Church, they issued a 156-page report... Holy shit. I know. <laughs> uh, claiming that it was indeed haunted with a strong demonic presence. And because of Stephen's um, experience, and then also multiple encounters by other people in paranormal groups, uh, the house has a nickname, the Screaming House of Union. Oh, Jesus. Spooky. Is it it's still there? Mm-hmm. Do we know the address? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can go. It's on, um, I know I mentioned it's on Christina Street. Christina. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Stephen, because of his experience, like grown ass man with kids, he quit his job and was, he just became 
you know, very invested in the paranormal now. He's a paranormal writer. Me. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Shoot. I got mm-hmm, another mm-hmm. haunted AF house. And I'll, we'll, we'll link the rest Do of the it. story for anyone who needs to. I just didn't want to take up too much time. She she had a whole story. I mean, I'm I'm intrigued. Yeah. The Screaming House of Union. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Send me my band name. Yeah, same. All right, this... This is the this is a crowd favorite from St. Louis, okay? Okay. People who love the paranormal, when I say this, you're not going to be shocked. Lemp Mansion. Lemp. Dang. Lemp. Okay. So, backstory on the family, the Lemps. So, in the 19th century, the Lemp family, they were practically royalty in St. Louis. John Adam Lemp had introduced lager beer to St. Louis in oh. 1838. Oh. With the opening of his brewery in what is now called Benton Park. Hmm. So, the mansion itself was built in 1868 by Jacob Fiker. And then William J. Lemp and his wife Julia moved into the mansion in 1876. Hmm. So, in 1911, the house underwent major renovations. um, And they converted some of the space into offices for the Lemp Brewery, which obviously the family owned, hence the name. And then the hemp, the hemp's, the lemp's lived in yes, the house. Yes, the hemp's. The lemp's lived in the house until 1949, when William and Julia's son Charles committed suicide in his bed. Not what? Yeah, in the so, bed. So we're gonna get there. Okay. Yeah. So in 1950, the mansion turned into a boarding house. Over the next decade, it lost tons of its ornate charm, which is so sad. Again, like why are people fucking these? beautiful old homes but neither here nor there so construction on interstate 55 during the 60s led to deconstruction of a bunch of the like a ton of the grounds that this home used to cover and then one of the carriage houses so we're just noggin down historical (laughs) that's wrong um but today it's a restaurant and inn owned by the pointer family uh the man of the family is named Dick Pointer. So. Oh, the man of the family is a classic yeah. Dick Pointer. They offer tours. Dick Pointer. Yeah, they offer tours, historical and haunted tours. And um, sometimes they do a murder mystery dinner. And they have Halloween parties. So they, like, really are into the haunted vibes. So why is it haunted? We told you about the first suicide. Charles was not the only suicide that this house saw, though. So what really kicked off the chain of deaths was the unexpected death of William and Julia's son, Frederick. So on December 12th, 1901, he passed away unexpectedly from heart failure. (gasps) Little had they known he had a lot of health problems and he wasn't very forthcoming with that. So out of nowhere, he has heart failure to to their knowledge, but he's actually been sick. Mm. So then William is dealt another blow on January 1st, 1904, his best friend, Frederick Pabst, yes, you're thinking of the right Pabst. Pabst Blue Smear? ribbon. Well, yep. Oh. <laughs> yes, Pabst Smear. Pabst with the Pabst Smear? Yeah. Oh. Drop, just drop the tea. Drop the tea. Oh. No. Mr. PBR himself, Damn he died. Um, and that was William's best friend. They're both beer guys and they're best buds. How sweet is that? Right? Tight. Um, but Still wish he had come up with the Right. So, on the morning of February 13th, 1904, William committed suicide by gunshot. He died at 10.15 a.m. I don't know why all the stories tell you that, but I guess you need to know. So, So, next is Elsa. She's the youngest child of William and Julia. And she marries this guy, Thomas Wright. He's the president of the Moore Jones Brass and Metal Company. And they get married in 1910. This family, everyone married well. Everyone's marrying into money. It's real tight. I'm trying to be about that life. St. Louis, you guys, is where it was at. Seriously. But, so the couple ended up separating in 1918. And then in February 1919, Elsa actually filed for divorce, which was like, not not a thing then mm. but she cited among other things damage to her mental and physical health so she was really going through it she was really not trying to be in this marriage anymore so the divorce is granted after a trial but then elsa and thomas ended up reconciling in march 1920 but later that month on march 20th elsa shot herself while in bed at their house at 13 horton 
Hortense place. So this didn't actually happen within the home, but people do think that she's still within the home because so much of the family has haunted the home after the fact. But when her brother, William Jr., they Mm -hmm. call him Billy, though, when he shows up to the house after she's passed, um, he says, this is the Lemp family for you. Like, this is so typical. This is the shit that my family is always up to. Of course they can. So he's over it. Get out out of here, man. Yeah. Go get some help. Yep. So after William died, William Jr., Billy, he took over the brewery. But Prohibition rolls around, and it takes a huge toll on the business, obviously. And they go through tons of financial shit. And they end up having to sell the brewery complex at an auction. So, obviously, Billy is, like, going through it. He's having a time, you know? If they had been smart, they would have gotten hipster with it and made non-alcoholic beer. (gasps) Well. Dang. Idiots. What are you going to do now? Yes. Because he was insulting the rest of his family. Yeah. So, on December 29th, 1922, he's feeling like a failure he shot himself in his office. Oh, well, there you go. So that room today is the front left portion of the dining room, if you go there. Hmm. hmm So now the previously mentioned Charles, the one who... Oh, is that the one who insulted his family? No, 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 no. Oh. Uh, Charles is the last one who ever lived in the house. Oh. Yeah. So he... Um, he's the third son of William Sr. He was the final limp to live in a mansion. So he started living there on his own in 1929. He'd actually left the brewery in 1917 to go into banking and finance and even dabbling in politics. I know he's really oh, fucking fun. He he's likes really to dabble. exciting. What a he's guy. A, he a, wears many hats. He's what? a dabbler. He's a, he's a dapper dabbler. Dabbler. Dapper dabbler. So he never married. Meh. Wonder why. And uh, lived with his dog in the mansion with two servants who were a married couple. I mean, goals. Yeah, no, right? Okay, right? So, in 1941, Charles sent a letter to the to a South St. Louis funeral home requesting that if he died, his remains should be taken by ambulance to the Missouri crematory. His okay. body should not be bathed, clothed, or changed. She doesn't want any of this fanfare. Right. His ashes should be put into a wigger box and buried on his farm, and there was to be no funeral held and no public notice in the papers of his passing. You know what? This is a lot of demands. We're going to throw you a funeral. It's a lot, right? Mm-hmm. We're just going to toss you in the back. <laughs> yep. We're just going to give you the damn funeral. Mm-hmm. Fast forward, May 10th, 1949, eight years later. He shoots himself in the head, Oof. leaving the following suicide note. He's dated it. He writes, St. Louis, Missouri, May 9th, 1949. In case I am found dead, blame it on no one but me. C.H.A. Lemp. Now, the fucked up thing. He also killed his dog. (gasps) No! No! Yes. Freak. I wasn't going to include that, but I want you guys to know he was fucking crazy. We hate him. So, all these suicides go to say this place is haunted as fuck. There's tons of bad energy, right? So, since the restaurant opened... Way back when. Staff members have reported strange experience upon strange experience upon strange experience. It's endless. So apparitions... Apparitions? Apparitions. Bumps on the arse. They... What? (laughs) Oh, bumps on the arse. (laughs) So they will appear and then vanish quickly. Voices and sounds come from nowhere. A classic. Um, And glasses... At the bar, they'll often lift up right off the bar and fly through the air by Whoa. themselves. Whew. So someone there is angry. On other occasions, doors are said to lock and unlock by themselves, which is no good. No bueno. Um, lights inexplicably turn on and off, and there's a piano there, and it plays by itself when there's no one around. Oh, that's tight. That could be a sticky key, though. That's a tight. Could that's be a sticky tight, key. So it's said to be haunted by several members of the Lemp family. There are three areas of the old mansion that have the most activity. The stairway, the attic, and what the staff refer to as the gates of hell in the basement. So, in this area of the basement, um, 
is actually what used to be the entrance to the caves that were below the mansion and the brewery. Mm. So you can actually, there are actual gates down in there. And I think it's a dining area where you can sit, if I read correctly. So, the attic is said to be haunted by Billy's illegitimate son, who has only ever been referred to as the monkey face boy, which is so sad because he had Down syndrome. Oh my god, okay. I can't Yeah, it's it's super fucked. This house is fucked. This house is fucked up. (laughs) So, this poor kid spent his entire life locked in the attic of the mansion. Get out of here. Yeah. You better get it. It gives me chills. It's just, like, sickening. It's gross. Yeah. Makes me vomit. So, the face of the boy has regularly been seen from the street peeking from the small windows up in the attic. And investigators will often leave toys in the middle of the room and they'll draw, like, a chalk circle around it so they know exactly where they left the toy. They come back the next day, it's moved. It's gone. That's a good experience. So, they're like, it's got to be this little boy. Mm -hmm. Breaks my freaking heart, though. Then there's the downstairs women's bathroom, which when Billy was living there, this area was actually his personal domain. Many women have reported seeing a man peeking over the stall. <gasps> a man. We, we know Billy is a dirt bag, so the crap out of me. Mm-hmm. On one occasion, this woman she comes out of the bathroom, she goes to the bar, and she was there with two men who she assumed were fucking with her, and she said, "I hope you got an eyeful." And the guys were like, "What?" Like, what are, What the fuck are you talking about? I'm sure they didn't say that, but in my mind they did. Mm-hmm. And she tells them, like, this guy was peering over the stall while I was in the bathroom. And the bartender um, was like, no, these guys never left their seats. They were here the whole time. And I'd be totally freaking out. Yeah. But, if I wouldn't come to the bar so casual, I'd be like, you mother fucker. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be coming in hot. I bet she did come in hot. She mm-hmm. said, I hope you got an eyeful. So, she came in pretty hot. She's but in her 30s. Yeah, eyeballful. <laughs> hope you got an eyeful. I hope you got an eyeful. Of the bumps on my I was just going to say that. <laughs> but, bumps on my arse. But, yeah, people assume that the peeping Tom is uh, is old Billy. Wow. Old Bill. Old Bill. Nasty Bill. Yeah. You'll um, be nasty. Dirty Bill. Yep. And then up in William's room, guests have often reported hearing someone running up the stairs and kicking at the door. So when William killed himself, Billy was said to have run up the stairs to his father's room and he found the door locked. So he just started kicking it, trying to get in. I don't know what truth there is to that, but that's how the story goes. So people think like maybe it's a residual haunting of the kicking. I could understand that traumatic experience. It's stuck there forever. Um, one tour guide actually reported hearing the sounds of horses outside of the room where William had his office, and then the guard went and looked out the window. Nobody was there. But that area that is north of the mansion is now used as a parking lot, but it used to be where they would tether the horses. Mm. So, residual horse hauntings, or perhaps a horse ghost. Horse ghost. I know. Honestly, though... There's so many more hauntings there. I'm pretty sure we could do an episode on just the Lemp Mansion. Sounds but I'm like gonna, I'm going to stick with the family for now cuz people have seen tons of others, but right. That's that's the family haunting it. Damn, Woof. dude. Tell me about it. It's a it's a fucked up place. It sounds scary. I mean, even when people even when the family was living there, though, I think there was some kind of bad juju because everyone was just offing themselves left and right. I know. That's what I was wondering about. Was like what was in there. What was making them do that? Yeah. Something. All right, well, I got a light a lighter. Okay, good. A, lighter a light-hearted child. one. No children yeah, yeah, locked no, in the exactly. attic. Exactly. None of that. No dogs. I don't even want to talk about it anymore. This is the Jefferson Barracks. Jefferson Barracks? Yes. Built in 1863, you guys. It was the site of the National Cemetery until it was turned into a veterans hospital mm. in 1922. Oh, that's a weird Very transition. Weird, yeah. They put a hospital over the cemetery grounds like or just next to it? or I think it was next to it. That's okay. what it looked, seems like to me when I looked at the picture. Mm-hmm. But okay. Yes. If I had to guess, though, there are some some graves under that spot under the right. hospital itself well so we're getting get there we're getting there it because the hospital the building itself is very haunted pops off and shortly after so 
if we're talking the 20s, this is very, this is a very fun story to me. But shortly after the hospital was, was established, there was a private Halloween party that was held there. And that was the first time shit popped off. Y'all. I love a Halloween party and I love when shit pops off. In the 20s. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I kind of... Like, a, a kind of security guard that was working this party that night. He was, um, he was on, on the site, and he commented to an organizer that there was a man at this party that was dressed in a Civil War period costume, and, like, the dude did it right. Like, he was like, this guy looks legit, bro. You should see this Civil War. <laughs> you know? Sick. You should see this soldier that's here, man. He, like, went all out. And yeah. And for the 20s, like, they're probably like, you got Hollywood. <laughs> you know, like, Yo. You, know? like, you got a Hollywood connection in the back? Like, how'd mm-hmm. you get this sick? You know? <laughs> Anyways, so the guy was like, no, I haven't seen him. Like, <laughs> that's tight, though. <laughs> The best fucking costume is the Civil War. <laughs> what do you think for Halloween? The Civil War. Not a soldier, but the Civil War. Dude, so crazy. He, The guy was like, I'm, I'm going to look out for him, though, you know? One other person that night saw the Civil War. <laughs> Alyssa's face was so cute. She got spooked. It's been very cute this whole so night. so cute. <laughs> You guys are cute. Okay. So one other person saw this soldier, right? And they said that um, while they're... What is wrong with you? I'm just being weird. Uh, Just smells like a new shoe. While this party goer was making rounds, he stumbled upon this man dressed as a Civil War officer seated on a rock. And And he just casually asked him, like, um, if he was, if he liked the party. And the guy, the guy from Hey, do you like this party? See? The Civil War. We're losing it. The Civil War officer was also, like, obviously confused because he goes... What party? Like, like it good? He said, he replied, like it good? Like it good? Yo, I like it good. <laughs> but not as good as I like bumps on my arse? Yes. <laughs> so this guy was like, what? Like, totally thrown off by that. Reply, he's like, what? What? What does that Is even that mean? Hello? English? Hello? Huh? Are we in St. Louis? Hello? No. And so he was, like, offended and just walked off. But as he turned around to get one more look at this uh, strange attendee, the guy was gone. Vanished. Oh, my God. He peaced. He ghosted. <laughs> and so that's the look at, I mean, how I'm getting a strange in the 20s. Like it good. Dude, that don't make sense. (laughs) I don't even understand that now. Exactly. He was offended, so of course he went to his friends and was like, this Civil War guy dressed up to the nines. He's fucking drunk, (laughs) man. He's a fucking asshole. And they were like, haven't seen him. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. Damn. It really makes you think. Since then, (laughs) y'all. What does it make you think? You know, you gotta... If you're gonna dress up... (laughs) If you want to play the part, don't get so wasted that that you're a weirdo. Or or that. Or that you're a ghost. (laughs) I mean, that too. Well, okay, I have some kind of maybe explanation for his confused speech. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Oh my god, my hair just scared me so bad. (laughs) This made my heart skip. Oh, I just hit my head. Okay, since then, y'all, when people are around this place, they hear footsteps in the halls. Mm -hmm. They Mm -hmm. hear footsteps everywhere. And lights are turned on and off. Classic. Classic. And this is crazy. Several people, you guys, have seen an apparition of a soldier with a bullet hole in his head with a bloodstream coming down Oh, it. shit. Maybe this is why he's fucking confused. Yeah. And he's like, like it good? <laughs> like it good. I can't. The right side of my brain's gone, man. Yeah. It's okay. I can't. I can only understand half. And that's why the security guard was like, dude, <laughs> sick costume. Half your head's gone. Yeah. Wow. Shit. Tell me about that. 
Something about that Jefferson Barracks. So it's not a hospital today, though, right? You it doesn't said seem it... to be open. It seems oh. like it's like just it's yeah, just like a chilling. historical marker. Or okay, something. but you, can you visit the cemetery? Yeah, you can visit over there. Yeah, don't don't like quote me on all this because I've only like looked at the several pictures and it just doesn't look like it's being used. Okay, okay, as anything, but crazy well halloween party in the 20s i wish i was there i know like it good like it good like like it. And he was like so offended by that response you know like okay and just walks away but he had to get one more look that's the cicadas outside oh my god it got so loud cicada. sounds like one's in here it does but it's got to be outside yeah have you guys heard about the stifle theater Never. Stifle. What Stifle about me. what about the municipal <laughs> opera house? Yep. What about the Keel Opera House? No. What about the Peabody or Peabody Opera House? I've only heard yeah. of it because I saw it in research today. Guess what? They're all the same damn thing. Yep. Shit. Many names. Many names. It's Pe- like it's Peabody. like the theater went through Peabody. many marriages. Oh, but this theater, thirty-one hundred seats. Oh. In the main theater. It was completed in 1934 as part of the Municipal Auditorium Complex that included 9,300-seat convention hall that later became known as Keel Auditorium. So it's like part of... Oh. It was like a separate section. And construction on the convention hall was not completed until 1936. The opera house is all that remains of the original complex and extends south approximately 250 feet where it meets Enterprise Center... And that's the arena that was completed in 1994 that replaced Keel Auditorium. 94. 94. Mm. Is that the year you were born? God, no. Oh, my God. I was about to have a heart attack. <laughs> 91. <Okay. laughs> so, June 2009, the St. Louis Board of Aldermen voted 25 to 1 to subsidize the renovation and reopening of the theater under the direction of its new owners, Sports Capital Partners. On July 12th, it was announced that the name was changing to the Peabody Opera House, named after the company Peabody Energy. So, I'm from Massachusetts, and there's a city or a town called Peabody, and we say Peabody. Peabody. But then, everywhere else, people say Peabody. Peabody, So, I'm going to say Peabody, because that's how it's said here. But, the correct pronunciation is Peabody. (laughs) So, the renovation lasted for 14 months and included the construction of a new entrance to the building. But then... On October 1st, 2011, um, it opened for the first time, and there was a show that featured Jay Leno, Aretha Franklin, and Chuck Berry, and it was a full house. All 3,100 seats sold, filled with arses. On July 16, 2018, it was announced that the building had entered into a 10-year naming rights agreement with Stifle Financial Corp and would be renamed Stifle Theater. So, finally, we're back to the, its maiden name. So, it's Stifle Theater now. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. However, since its opening in 1934, the theater has been reported to be haunted by an apparition and one, many other. One app? Oh. No. There's, there's a specific... Okay. So, the St. Louis Paranormal Research Society, they have spotted Mary. This is the name of a specific ghost that they see. Uh, in many historical photos from the Missouri History <laughs> Missouri History Museum, <laughs> Missouri History, <laughs> uh, the photo oh, archives. There it is. But then they also saw the same ghost in a photo that they took in 2016. They also say it's one of the most haunted places they've ever investigated. Wow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the first image was captured during the investigation of the theater. Uh, 2016, and it was taken in the main auditorium. In the balcony, it is where they saw the apparition, often referred to as Mary. It is said that Mary has been haunting the theater since it was first built, and the black and white folders from the Missouri History Museum uh, (laughs) archives show the same ghost, which is after Mary. She's gorgeous. So Jimmy V of the Stifle Theater, he, uh, in an interview, recalls one of the many haunting experiences that he had. So he was sitting in one of the first chairs in the theater, and he saw a ball of light. So it was like an orb, which is what we've heard of, but it had a face 
Mm, I've heard of orbs having I faces. I have not heard of that before. Right. That's horrifying. Um, of Disney. Yeah. You know, what am I? What am I thinking of? The witch and the the, the I'm not not the witch. I'm the girl in the the lady in the thinking ball. thinking of Madame Leota? Yeah, in the ball. Oh, she's on Alyssa's yeah, arm. Exactly. So people have <laughs> Kylie's dying. I had some dog hair in my mouth. <laughs> Delicious. Every day of my life, I have dog mm-hmm, hair in mm-hmm. my mouth. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. So visitors to the theater have reported feeling touched at the same time as feeling freezing. So they feel like a touch. From some type of cold hand. Cold hand. People see shadowy figures, especially in the doorways, uh, when they're backlit. Uh, People have had experiences in the bathroom of the doors slamming. I don't want to be shocked in the bathroom. I know. Not while I Don't startle me in the bathroom. Banging on the wall. So when they first (gasps) heard the banging, they're like, oh, old pipes, whatever. But it had been renovated. And then the doors started slamming, and they're like, okay, Fuck no. okay can Goodbye. I tell y'all something very scary? Uh-huh. It happens to me in the bathroom quite often. I'll be taking a shower, and I have a mirror that's on the other side of the wall where my shower's like, you know, they share a wall. Mm-hmm. There's a mirror on one side, then my shower's on the other. My cat will <laughs> get onto the mirror and start clawing at herself on the mirror, and it'll sound like this. While I'm in the shower, the first time it happened, I was like, oh my god, like I almost killed Slipped myself. Slipped and died. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it was the scariest fucking That's noise I've ever heard in my life. It was like somebody was in my apartment banging on my wall while I was in the shower. I don't want to be startled in the shower. You're right. Or in the banya. No, you're correct. El banya. Little ba- What happened? I just tried to speak and it didn't work. I said lullabonia. Lullabonia. So. Lullabonia. A man has been in the corridor, the corridor alone, and it's heard whistling, and then someone said, hey, but he was alone. (laughs) Another person saw a woman up in the balcony who we've learned to be Mary. Mary. Um, I guess they, they were having like a yoga class in the theater. I don't know if this is part of like the... Get get business back to the theater. Get like busy let's with do it, yeah, yeah, let's do <laughs> yoga in the theater. And mm-hmm. some woman who's doing yoga, she looked up and saw a woman up at the balcony looking down, not at her, but at something, and she was nodding and smiling. Hmm. So I don't and know. Approval. She liked the bumps on the arse that she saw. Yes, the downward dogs mm-hmm. showed the bumps on the arse. Do it again. Do it again. So Jimmy V, our friend who works at Staff Theater, he also recalls a night when he went into the theater through the double doors. And he turned the corner, and he saw a full shadowy figure, but with enough details that he was able to make it out to be a man. Mm. And the figure was standing next to one of the really tall, heavy velvet drapes, and they stared at each other, which, like, I've never really heard of before. Like, being able to make, like, eye contact and, like, hold the gaze of a... With an app? Yeah. (laughs) Also... That's short for apparition. (laughs) Not application. No, appetizer. Appetizer. With just a mozzarella stick. Just one or two. Dude, yum. There were also some theater techs who were working during a show, and they saw a stage ha- a stagehand who nobody knew, and he appeared, and then he disappeared. <gasps> and the theater techs were so freaked out that they quit on the spot in the middle of the show, which sucks. Uh, listen up if you're in St. Louis or near St. Louis. Uh, this past year, the theater holds Halloween night ghost tours, and you get to see parts of the building that aren't open to the public, and also parts that haven't been renovated, which I think is really cool. So, if you're in St. Louis, Halloween night, go do this, and then share your stories, because it's basically a guarantee that you're going to have some type of encounter. Do we have any listeners in St. Louis, and have you been to any of these places, and have you been haunted? Please let us know. Have you been haunted? We're going to go. We need to go, because there's a lot... Of old stuff. We have, we have a lot of places we need to go. This is the thing. We don't have the time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's true. But someday, someday we will. You know what? If, you know, if we get rich and famous, then we can do whatever we want whenever we want. And we can investigate all the places for you guys. Just let us know. Yeah. All right. We're dying. We're hot. We're losing our minds. We love you. And we we love love St. Louis. We do. Until next time. Stay spooky. Woo!